0: Because God entered our world as a child born in a manger. All is well. <laughs> we all know that, sort of. I mean, all is well. It'd make a nice plaque on the wall, a nice greeting to throw around, kind of like uh, prayer changes things. God is good and all things give thanks. But all is well. Do we always see it that way? When it's Christmas time, we act like we believe it, but all too often, as far as we can see, nothing is well. I guess it depends on where you're standing and how good the view is from there. That's how it was for Ruth Preston and her little daughter, Jenny. It was July. No snow, no tinsel, nothing but the real world, no matter where you looked. There'd been a divorce about two years ago, so Ruth and Jenny's last Christmas was a flop. And Ruth still had no desire to think about Christmas or anything connected with it, except for that little phrase, All is well. It popped up from somewhere at some Christmas time, and for some reason it stuck long after its origin was forgotten. She held on to it. She needed something to keep their spirits up, to keep their hopes alive. Mom, didn't you buy any Cheerios? Well, no, but but, hey, hey, look at it this way. We saved money, and I didn't have to carry as much stuff home. I didn't have to carry Cheerios, I didn't have to carry ice cream, or popcorn, or paper towels, or cocoa, or dish soap, either. Well, just feel how light this grocery bag is. Yeah, nice and light and easy to carry. So all is well, right? All is well. I think I heard you say something. All is well. That's the stuff. But hey, guess what? I'm coming up on one year at the cannery, and then I get a raise. What does that mean? It means things are going to be better. And you can go back to nursing school? Well, uh, no. Got to work to pay the bills. Bring home the bacon. Keep this ship afloat. (laughs) Who who needs that dumb old nursing school anyway? I could work. Uh, Thanks, partner, but you're too little. But I could sell stuff. Honey, we've already sold everything that isn't nailed down. But, Mom we we got to have faith, remember? we got to prove we can make it on our own. Yeah, that's, that's what I've always said. So can I? Oh, I don't know. Did we get any mail? I put it on your dresser. Opening the mail was becoming a ritual, a daily expectation that hope might arrive in an envelope. A child support check hadn't come for over a year, but there was always a first time. It wouldn't be today. What is it, Mom? Oh, the electric bill. Are you still leaving the light on in the bathroom? I'm sorry. oh what's that one? It's, uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a letter from our landlord. Is he mad? Oh, he's... Well, we'll make it. All is well. All, all is well. So can I, please? Can, can you what? She could. Early on Saturday, the neighbors all heard the rumble and squeak of Jenny's wagon on the front walk, followed by her timid knocking at the door. Hi, I'm Jenny Preston from down the street. I'm buying and selling stuff. Abby Duvall, the plumber's wife, was still in her bathrobe and had had her coffee, and now the light of day was making her squint. Why? You selling junk? It's good junk. Look at this. A coffee can. You can keep things in it, and when you look at the lid, you can see yourself. <laughs> I don't need any more empty cans around here. I've got an egg carton for keeping jewelry or buttons or small things. Nah. Jenny opened a small box full of mismatched, tangled, old and new from here and there sparkly surprises. How about some Christmas ornaments? In July? uh, Buy them now. Use them later. Mrs. Duvall did take a moment to paw through the box, but finally shook her curlered head. Nah, I don't need to be thinking about Christmas. I've got enough problems. Don't you like Christmas? "Uh, Some need it, some don't. But you're buying stuff, too, aren't you? Yeah? Well, hang on. Mrs. Duvall was only gone a moment. When she came back, she had what looked like a wooden candlestick or a bent rolling pin. Or maybe it was a spindle or table leg. I got this at a white elephant party. I'll take a buck for it. Jenny bit her lip. Well, I haven't sold anything yet. Maybe after I sell something, I can come back. (laughs) Nah, 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 don't worry about it. Here, maybe you can get a buck for it. Wow, thanks. Good luck. The rest of the morning didn't go much better. Junk seemed to be something everybody had plenty of and saw no need to buy. Ah, Jesus you just got to help me sell something. I don't want Mom to be sad. Oh, here came Mr. Patrick in his old red truck. Jenny waved hello because Mr. Patrick always waved back. This time he pulled to a stop and rolled down his window. Hi there, Jenny! Oh, hi, Mr. Patrick. Mr. Patrick had white, frizzy hair and a round, red nose. He would have made a good Santa Claus. He liked kids, too. He'd always let Jenny and her friends cross his yard to get to the woods. "'What do you have there in the wagon?' "'I'm buying and selling special things today. "'You want to take a look?' "'Mr. Patrick parked his truck against the curb and got out. "'He was dirty. "'He'd been digging ditches for the county again. "'I've got a shiny silver coffee can "'and an egg carton to put small things in "'and a wooden thing that's fun to look at "'and guess what it is. "'Ah, what's this thing here?' "'Mom used to open jars with it. (laughs) "'But it's broken. "'Yeah.' So now you scratch your back with it, like this, see? (laughs) That's very clever. What's in the box? Oh, that's Christmas stuff. I guess it's the wrong time of year. Nobody wants to buy it. Mm. Now let me see it. Jenny opened the box, and the sunlight bounced out in silver and gold sparkles. Mr. Patrick didn't paw through the box like the other neighbors did. He picked up one piece, and then another, A little toy soldier, a teddy bear, a silver star. But then he must have seen something that touched his heart. Jenny could see it in his face. How much for the whole box? Jenny felt her heart leap. The whole box? I'll give you ten dollars. Jenny couldn't even talk. Her eyes and mouth were stuck wide open. Mr. Patrick pulled out a crinkled bill and put it in Jenny's hand, closing her little fingers over it. Merry Christmas. Ten dollars! Wait till I show Mom! (music) Of course, ten dollars can seem like a fortune to a child, but to an adult with overdue bills, empty cupboards, legal expenses, and a possible eviction, Ruth tried to give her best performance. Oh, Jenny, that's just wonderful. But her eyes were red and her voice was weak and Jenny knew she'd been crying. What's the matter, Mom? Oh, oh, nothing, nothing. We're doing great and you're really being helpful. Ten dollars, wow. So all is well? You bet, all is well. But Jenny couldn't feel good. She could only stare at her mother as pain dripped into her soul like hot wax. Mom, tell me how come? How come what? How come all is well? Ruth sighed and rested her elbows on the desk. Jenny, it, it just is. We just believe that. We have to believe that. But you always used to tell me, how come? Every Christmas, remember? Well, of course, Ruth remembered. It was because, it it was because, well, she'd had so much on her mind lately. It was a long time ago. It's just like kids to remember something you don't. She didn't remember. She just sat there and couldn't say a word and she could feel the blood. Drained from her face. Jenny must have seen it. She reached and touched her mother's hand. Mom, I could show you. But then Jenny's eyes filled with horror. Some thought, some memory, something occurred to her. Uh oh. She turned and bolted out the door. Jenny? Jenny, where are you going? Oh, hey, d- Mom, don't go away. I'll be right back. Oh, Jenny? Too late. Jenny was gone, not looking back. Ruth's heart sank even lower. Oh, child, please, don't lose hope. Jenny looked in the storage shed out back, under the stairs and the boxes left over from the yard sale. She even pawed through some of the trash, hoping to find what she was looking for, but by now she had a horrifying hunch where it went. She grabbed her wagon and pulled it down the street. Mr. Patrick! Please, I need to buy back one of those Christmas things. It was a a kind of a a little dealy thing on a string, and it had glittery letters on it. Uh, the little clay one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, Jenny, uh, I'm sorry. I don't have that anymore. I gave it to Mrs. Perringer. She, well, she's been having some rough times lately, and I thought it might encourage her a bit. Mrs. Perringer? That green house over there with the rail fence. Jenny ran to Mrs. Perringer's house, hauling that wagon behind her. Jenny recognized Mrs. Perringer when she answered the door. She was a nice lady who still had black hair because she wasn't old yet, but her husband was dead, and so she lived by herself. Mrs. Perringer, I need to buy something back. It's a little dangly thing on a string, and it's made of clay, and Mrs. Perringer had the most peaceful smile on her face. (laughs) I know the one you're talking about. Sweetheart, I don't have it anymore. I thought it might be a blessing to the Buxtons, so I gave it to them. Jenny ran to the Buxtons. They'd given it to the Dostowskis. Jenny went to the Dessowskys, then the Joneses, and then the Saversons. up and down the street. She didn't know how many times and finally came to John Ketchum's house. Mr. Ketchum, I, I'm Jenny Preston from up the street, and I need to buy something back. I don't have any money. But here, you can have this coffee can that you can put things in and the lid is shiny so you can see yourself in it, and you can have this egg carton that's good for buttons and small things, and this wooden thing, that I don't know what it is, and this back scratcher. You can have my wagon, Mr. Ketchum. Just, please, I've I just got to have it back. Jenny'd been gone for almost two hours. Ruth wanted to get in the car, find her, bring her home, but then they'd be alone, just the two of them, in the same little, bare-walled apartment with the peeling paint and the smelly refrigerator with no food in it, and the drippy sink and the empty cupboards, the home they may not have next month. And Jenny would be standing there, reaching desperately for hope, her eyes asking the same question that Ruth had lost the answer for. Mom, how come all is well? And what could Ruth say to her? Well, the same old thing, all is well. Don't worry, keep your chin up, kid. Think positive, talk positive, look for that silver lining. Go out and get him. go for it, all is well. (laughs) God, please don't tease me. Don't make me a liar. If you've given up on us, if you don't care about us anymore, then let me know right now, because I can't go on acting like you do care. Ruth didn't even hear Jenny come in. Ma? Jenny's cheeks were red from running. Mom, I got it back. It was a little clay Christmas ornament. Ruth took it, turned it over a few times, and the memory came flooding back. Jenny, where did you find this? It was in a box with some other Christmas stuff. I accidentally sold it to Mr. Patrick, but he gave it to Mrs. Perringer, but then she gave it to the Buxtons, and and Jenny had to say every name, every stop she'd made all around the neighborhood. And then Mr. Ketchum just gave it back to me, and he even let me keep my wagon. Remember, Mom? Ruth remembered. Jenny made this ornament when she was seven. It was misshapen. The painted colors were splotchy. But the message was clear. On one side were those words, All is well. On the other side was the reason For unto us a child is born. The sudden surge of hope filled Ruth's face So Jenny could see it all is well come on. ruth closed her hands around that little lump of clay and held on all is well jenny some way somehow we can't see it yet but all is well Well, like I said in the beginning, it all depends on where you're standing and how good the view is from there. When you're the storyteller, you have a pretty good view. You know things the people in your story don't know. I know the reason all those neighbors were passing that ornament around. They were buying it from each other to raise money for the Prestons. They were they were paying twenty, a hundred, even two hundred dollars for it. <laughs> it was Mr. Patrick's idea. He's collecting all the contributions, and tomorrow they'll take their gift over there and holler "Merry Christmas" in the middle of July. So, I know Ruth and Jenny will be taken care of, and. Uh, I know that eventually Ruth will finish nursing school and I know that things won't be easy, but they'll make it. <laughs> but you know what tickles me? Ruth knows it too. She knows all of those things. No one's told her she can't see any of it from where she is, but she knows. Now that she remembers, how come? all is well, she knows. She remembers, and she'll tell Jenny once again, that God is the grand storyteller of our lives. He weaves our days, then strings them like beads on the chain of history. He knows the placement of every person and event, the end from the beginning, from his lofty heights He has the best view of all. She remembers, and she'll tell Jenny, that in a stable in Bethlehem so long ago, God wrote himself into the story and became its central character. Now the weaver of the story walks with us in the midst of the story, and he'll stay with us until that story is completed his way, in his time, for his glory. And that's how come all is well. Remember?